Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness and my sex and my happiness. It's always about me, but it's also always about you. I, I would be inauthentic if I said that I don't grow from this. I grow from this, too. So today I'm hoping to grow again and again and again. And uh, we're going to be talking about a really important subject and we've talked about the subject, and that's men. We're going to talk about men uh, in the context of today, like what's happening for men today and how men may want to be taking some leadership uh, in a way that I hadn't distinguished before, but my guest has. So let me just tell you about him. His name is G.S. Youngblood, and he wrote a book called The Masculine in Relationship, and it offers a three-part blueprint for men in relationship to develop their masculine core. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that masculine core turns me on. <laughs> the idea of that. <laughs> All right. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to my show, GS. Yeah. Thank you, Lori. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So I, you know, this is exciting. Masculine core. I'm just going to, I'm going to riff for a second and... Mm tell you what I'm thinking and and I feel like you have a sort of solution to that. Mm -hmm. So I was part of the first wave of feminism and um, I marched in the streets so that I would be safe in the streets. I marched in the streets so that I would be paid equally. And I also did stupid things like telling a man, you know, when I smoked, I can light my own fucking cigarette you know, or I can open my own car door. And so little did I know that four decades later, um, men would be so confused, like they wouldn't know who they are. They wouldn't mm -hmm. have a role in, li in life when it, as it regards women. Uh, they would be so uh, stripped of some essential core that you're speaking about. Yeah. So I've apologized numerous times on the air and in public uh, for the things that my, that I unconsciously helped to create uh, in men. And, uh, and many men and women have paid dearly for that. And this new wave of feminism, I, I can't even relate to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I just want to say that in, as setting a context for being so welcoming to the fact that you're saying you've written a book mm -hmm. about this. So, so anyway, how did you, how, how did you get to this? How did you decide to write a book about this? Well, I'll just comment on what you said quickly yeah. before I'll talk about me. And, yeah. you know, everything that happens is often a reaction to what came before it. So, you know, your story is very understandable and, the pendulum swings. It swings one way and then it overswings the other way. And in writing this book, I'm, I'm trying to help it swing back. And what that means is, you know, as you said, men are lost. They don't know how to be 
particularly in relation to a strong woman, which is most women these days. And so that's what the book is about, is to really help these men, you know, have a model for how they can be in their power and coexist with a powerful woman. Um, and then, you know, to your question about me, I spent 10 years in a marriage with a very strong woman. And um, by the end of that marriage, I was just dancing around trying to stay out of trouble and stay, you know, keep from getting her angry because it had gotten that toxic at that point. And um, I always say these days that that failure, which is what it felt like, that failure is my fuel. It is my motivation to help other men, uh, help them not make the same mistakes that I made. And so the things that I've learned, that I've observed, I've codified, I've practiced, and hopefully I've manifested over the last 12 years of men's work, you know, is codified in the book. And um, I hope men can learn from my mistakes and, you know, have a better relationship, have a better marriage. And if they've got kids, to stay together so those kids don't have to go through, you know, a split home like mine did. Mm, amazing. Let's uh, go back a little bit. Um, 10 years. So you stayed for 10 years. Um, and how old were your kids when you, when you actually split? Um, uh, pretty young. <laughs> one was one, one was three, one was five. I imagine that uh, your partner was cutting your balls off all the time. Yeah, and, she, yeah, I'll just say yes to that. Yeah, and that she probably didn't know any better or even realize what was, you know, I mean, I've been there. I'm not there now. Um, I'm so glad I'm not there. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I love men, and I hate that they're having a struggle, um, and I'm doing everything that I can, including interviewing you, uh, <laughs> to have them get on their feet and, yeah. and, and have their balls intact, you know, yeah. have, their, have their private parts be able to be intact. On yeah. Their well, this, you know, this notion of cutting the balls off, it's, you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to take a, you know, I want to have a bigger picture view of just like it, there's no blame because both people are really just reacting to the man not bringing his own power. And, you know, the book really defines what I think that means. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I look back, I don't blame her. Uh, she's just, her feminine parts are reacting to my lack of leadership in that relationship, which is true. Um, and this is the inevitable result. And so to men, I say, look, if your woman seems irritable, seems opened, uh, sorry, closed to sexuality, um, seems to criticize you a lot, you know, stop telling yourself that she's just kind of gotten grumpy as she's gotten older. Stop, stop telling yourself that, you know, actually look at your own leadership and see if you're stepping up. And the, and the blueprint in my book really helps men kind of do that diagnostic and see maybe they're the cause, at least in some ways. So let me get, so let me understand this. So you had the marriage and you left, you must've been a bit broken when you left and then you did men's work, you said, and yeah. then you so I'm like trying to trace your path. And well, you, it, I went into a relationship with a very strong and very feminine woman for many years. And yeah. that was the laboratory to really practice, uh, to be in relationship where, you know, I could see, could I open this woman who was very strong and very feminine? And so that was my laboratory for the last seven years uh, of real relationship. And that, that's what brings me to today. Okay, great. I, I, I get it. I understand. I just want to give my listeners an idea of, uh, you know, the path 
and hopefully uh, if they get your book, they might cut out some of the um, painful yeah. lessons, but I don't know about that because people have to grow in their own ways, you know. Mm -hmm. Also, let's just say what's behind your head because it looks like a red halo. Oh yeah, that's the logo. That's my logo. Okay, and what does that mean? It's a circle with three lines in it. Well, I, I if there's any symbolism to it, it, the three lines are representative of the three elements of the blueprint that are talked about in the book. Okay. And the circle is, is a wholeness um, uh, of a man who really embodies those elements and can really find themselves being a much more whole person when they do. Great, really great. Well, I'm attracted to the colors because everything I do is like red and black. So. <laughs> All right, perfect. Yeah. So I like those colors. Um, okay, so let's, um, when you were growing up, I want to just get, you know, a little bit to your roots. Mm. When you were growing up, you know, what was your experience as like a boy child, like a boy growing into a man? Mm. Were you like kind of lost? Um, I, you know, if we go way, way back, I had, I had a, a brother who was, um, he got into a lot of trouble, <laughs> to, to suffice it to say. And so I spent much of my youth trying not to be, be him, trying not to get in trouble. So I was forged early on to do the right thing, to stay out of trouble. And so that comes perilously close to what I think a lot of people know as nice guy behavior of trying just to stay out of trouble. And that manifested in my relationship, yeah, in my marriage. And I had to really break free of that. And you know, a lot of resources helped me see that part of me that wanted to please somebody else. And over time, I've learned to come back to myself. What is it that I desire? What is it that I need? And that's a whole practice that I talk about in the book. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... So, do nice guys... They say nice guys finish last. I think they just don't finish. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's about last. I think they just don't exactly. finish. Yeah. And, you're t and don't provide leadership. Right. Yeah, and then nice guys find themselves in a relationship where the woman doesn't respect them, and she's close to her heart and her body to him. You know, a lot of men are like, why am I not getting enough sex? She's just not interested anymore. And I have this quote I use in the book, never confuse a woman that's not interested in the sex that's available to her uh, versus not interested in sex at all. And so, you know, for a lot of guys who have become nice guys, they become tentative in the bedroom in particular. And it's not, I mean, you know this, Lori. I do. It's I've not a turn on. personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, as I, I discussed with you pre this interview, I started this thing called the Academy for Men. Mm -hmm. I co-founded it with my current partner. And um, I, the first time we were ever together, the way he touched me moved my whole system. Mm -hmm. And I said, who are you? What yeah. planet did you grow up on? Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I've been with a lot of people. I've had a lot of partners in my, in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, no one has ever touched me the way you touched me. Mm -hmm. I want to, by the way, I have this pet peeve. I want to start an academy for men. Mm -hmm. And he said, really? I said, I don't, I said, look, I'm in the world of Tantra. There's a lot of men who are way in their feminine. They've discovered their feminine. I kind of still like John Wayne. Yep, exactly. <laughs> this, this is something I talk a lot with guys about. It's like, oh my gosh, most of, the, most of the guys I coach, they have no sense of dark energy within them. Right, dark yeah. masculine. Yeah, right. 
And so this is what I've, I've put together a program to work with men on developing your dark energies. And it, as you said, I love your reaction because it is pretty typical of, I think most men, it's like they encounter a man like that and it's just like, they're just floored. And they often open to that kind of energy. If, if I have to say, if the dark energy is coupled with heart, that's very important. I think dark good. energy by itself. That's so good. If the dark energy is coupled with heart, that's yes. This is the magical combination. It's not becoming Christian Grey and then doing these things. Exactly. You got to have both for it to really <laughs> land and really last. Yeah, this is what I work with guys on. That's great. We're gonna. This is right where we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a short break here. When we come back, we're actually gonna talk about this and the name of the book and da da da. But um, just what you said, you know, dark energy coupled with heart beautiful place to stop for a moment and we'll come back if you just tuned in you're listening to sex and happiness i'm laurie handlers and my guest today is gs youngblood and he's actually written a book about a blueprint for men like how they can be uh and we just got a secret darkness coupled with heart stay tuned sexual Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown Take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically emotionally and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers, only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to butterflyworkshops.com. That's butterflyworkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, 
because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So, I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So, if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handler's on the Sex and Happiness Show. We are back with Sex and Happiness. Again, I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing G.S. Youngblood. How we met, he found me on the internet. He wrote me an email and I said, yes. I think that was probably yesterday because I got so excited by what he was talking about that I said, sooner than later, I don't want to put this off for a month. And here we are today talking with each other. So thanks for that. Thanks for contacting me. Yeah, I'm glad I did. And being so timely on a subject that's so important to my heart. Mm -hmm. So what's the name of the book? The book is called The Masculine in Relationship, A Blueprint for Inspiring the Trust, Lust, and Devotion of a Strong Woman. Of a Strong Woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. That's, that's, I hope that's a bestseller. That's, that's just awesome. You said something about how a lot of copies being sold right away. Yeah, I've been pleased with how it's going. Um, I, I understand that it's selling quite well relative to, you know, independently published books. Great. Very, very great. All right. So dark energy coupled with heart, not Christian Grey tying somebody up and just doing a bunch of things to them. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what, do you what do you like about that, Lori? <laughs> Well, I, you know, you may not know this about me, but I also, I, aside from teaching about sacred sexuality and um, spirituality and shamanism, I teach a course called Tantra Meets BDSM yeah. in a dom, a professional dom who lives in the New York area, New York City area. He was a student of mine for years and then he got into kink. He thought, he's Indian, he thought Tantra was a little bit too woo woo so he got and yeah and he has dark energy so he he got into kink and we've been teaching together for three years Mm -hmm. with all his idea what i know about bdsm is that it isn't just tying somebody up and using a lot of things on them Mm -hmm. give them sensation play or beating the crap out of them it's it's bdsm is like a negotiation it's a conversation Mm -hmm. it's a caring Clarity, which is such a part, big part of the masculine blueprint that I read about. Exactly. It's clarity. It's connection. It's communication. And actually nothing happens in a scene 
that the sub, the person playing the receiver, yeah. doesn't want. Yeah. So even if it looks like in that movie, there was never anything she said, I want this. Mm-hmm. She just kept going towards him and he kept doing things to her. Yeah. And that was like, nah, that wasn't real. <laughs> I know that woman made a lot of money on yeah, that, those books in that movie. Good for her, but that was not it. What it did do was it heightened people's awareness to, to BDSM and to right. it. Yeah, maybe even my own because um, I ended up, I don't know if it was because of that book, but I ended up in the last few years taking a few uh, workshops on BDSM. And for me, it was the energetics. That's what I took away the most of all, the energetics. And so, you know, people think BDSM and they think all this weird stuff about whips and chains, but it's really about that energetic of, I am guiding us here, at least from the top's perspective. And that energy can come out simply in how you kiss somebody. It doesn't have to be, you know, something more elaborate and more BDSM classically related. You know, any, any man can develop that energy and bring it to a kiss. And when you do that, guys, it's, you know, it's game on for most people, for most people. Yeah, it's, that's absolutely true. Um, You know, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, pre the pre-recording, we talked about this, um, masculine taking the lead. So can you say, can you say a little more about this? Cause I actually was prepared to argue with you about some things and okay. you know, I, I like to, maybe we will argue a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But. Well, you, so the question is, you know, about the masculine taking the lead. And I think we're talking about it in the context of the bedroom. Um, and from a larger perspective, the whole book is about men. Stop waiting for things to get better. Stop waiting for her to change. Stop waiting for the fight to blow over. There's actually things you can do to lead the two of you in those times and lead you into a better place. So the same thing applies to sexuality. You know, stop. There's so many men that I work with, and uh, I think it's actually pretty darn common. You know, they're just, they're not having as much sex with their partner as they want to. And they think it's because she's got frigid. Well, I, you know, in chapter 13 on sexual leadership in the book, I am really coaching men, you know, lead her into her own turn on, lead her into her arousal. And so, you know, one way to do that, guys, it's it's not about sexual technique. It's actually start with creating the conditions. Like I, I like to talk about a container. So in the book I go through, you know, how can you be the master of timing? How can you set up the environment? How can you set up a heart connection? So let me, let me just quickly explain a couple of those. Yeah, sure. Like timing. I, you know, I know with my last partner, if she felt like there's, there was, um, we were going to be sexual say in the morning and, but it would bleed into when she needed to get up and get ready for work, it would actually make her nervous and she would, her body would close. And so what I would do is I would set a timer. Okay, baby, 20 minutes. And when that timer goes off, we will get out of bed. And then she was able just to relax. And we, then we could be sexual for even just a short time because I created some structure around time. So that's one. Yeah. Um, environment, you know, men, before you bring her into the bedroom, like light the candles, turn the heat up a little bit, you know, pick up the room so that the environment is something that opens her because women tend to be more tuned to the beauty of their environment than you will be. You know, that's a second condition men can do. Heart connection, you know establish a heart connection with her, you know, particularly throughout the day, like set this up early where you're um, creating that heart connection, which is then once you get into the bedroom, she's just automatically going to be more open and more sexual and in her body. Exactly. So this is, this is one of eight that I have in the book that I go to in detail, like 
these are things that a man can do to set the container within which her sexuality can blossom, you know, and hopefully she within that container, she can just go as wild as she wants. So that's leadership for me, you know, even before you get to any of the techniques, Lori, that's, the, you know, that's part of the leadership a man can bring. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think, well, you know, when I was growing up that I thought that men knew everything. Like I, I thought men talked about everything. I thought that men compared stories of being of seduction and being with women. And Mm -hmm. I found out that they don't and women talk much more about it. Women talk about every detail with, with each other. I mean, and I, so I was brought up that men had to make the first move and that they knew they would know what they were doing Mm -hmm. in the bedroom because girls weren't supposed to, girls were slut shamed Mm -hmm. if they knew anything about sex or if they pretended to like it or say, I like this better than this. So women would shut up, even though they probably did know more, they were much more precocious. Mm -hmm. Um, And men, uh, they didn't, if they made the first move, they didn't always know what they were doing. Like, yeah. (laughs) So I like, you know, I like that you're saying, you know, set the mood, set the this, that creates safety. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny you said create safety. That is the third element of my masculine blueprint is create safety. Okay. Yeah. It creates safety to feel like I got this handled, baby. Yes. Yes. You know, it's not, men, it's not, you know, how tall and how good looking and how rich and how smart you are, are, you know, they're important. But if you have this other quality that you just described, Lori, of like, I know what I'm doing, you know, I have this energy within me that, that is directive. Like that's just as important as how tall or good looking you are, men. So you can really, I love the word you use because that's one that I use to describe this container, seduction. Seduction is just as powerful as looks, I think, uh, in these in these dynamics. Totally, totally, totally. It's totally. kind of like your 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 man, he, the, first, the way he touched you the first time. It was, you know, how he touched you didn't have anything to do with how he looked. It was how he touched you and how he approached you. How he touched you. me. It wasn't looks at all. And it was... Um, like we met at a party and we walked away from each other mm-hmm. and we saw each other at a, uh, my, if I'm boring my listeners, it's because they've probably heard this before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we went to a one taste event. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two people were coming to Phoenix that I was helping to establish one taste here in where I am in Phoenix. And I, he, the same guy showed up at, at this event and I said, didn't I meet you the other night? We talked about wine. He said, oh yeah, you know, and that was it. And then they put him on the hot seat mm-hmm. and I said to him, what do you want? And he said, I believe there's a goddess in every woman mm-hmm. and that's who I want to meet. And I got like, oh, every woman, know, every woman got, in the place got wet. <laughs> I got, I did. And I got, had a little visceral reaction. And so at the end I said, it was in a bookstore where there was a wine bar and I said, mm-hmm. we should have a drink. Mm-hmm. He said, why? I said, because I am the goddess. Mm. Nice confidence. I love it. Um, and he, I said, and what you said, I got a little wet. Yeah. He just Like his eyes went, you know. And then we had a drink and then he said, should we date? I said, I think we should. So that it started from, it didn't start from the first moment, but it started from the first mm-hmm. moment of me getting like, who was in there? Yeah who yeah. was lurking in there. And yeah. I was just like, I never heard anything like, I said to him when he was on the hot seat, I said, did you ever tell anyone that? And he said, no. And I said, oh, well, I heard it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great, I love it. Yeah, and what I would say from that story is, is to the men listening, I 
you can learn these things. And I don't mean it's kind of like a sideshow kind of a technique, yeah. but you can learn this leadership. You can learn this, um, this way of being that really attracts women way more than you ever used to. Exactly. So good. I'm glad you, you, you made that point. We need to take another break. Okay. I, but I, you know, I, I just have this curiosity. So I'm going to ask you when we come back, but I wanted to know what were you doing before? Or, you know, like, what, what are you doing as trade? You know, okay. like, uh, like, what was your career and now you're an author? Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. like, you want me to answer that now or after the break? Oh, after the break. We'll come back. So yeah. uh, everybody, again, we're going to take another break. This is Sex and Happiness. We'll be moving on to our third segment in a moment. Please stay tuned. I hope whoever's listening, I, you know, I've been thinking for a long time that more women listen to my show than men, but I've been proven wrong lately through my website and other things. So Men, if you're listening, I hope you're at the edge of your chair. And women who love men and are wondering where are all the good men, I hear that a lot. I hope you're at the edge of your chair because here's a way to find those men. And here's a way to make, and here's a way to vet those men through this book. So we'll be right back. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too, meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with the Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. 6135 and say Laurie Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for men. That's Venus, V E N U S, for men. 
We're back with Sex and Happiness. And today, again, I want to let you know I am interviewing G.S. Youngblood, who has written a book about masculinity and men, and men discovering their masculine code, which is thrilling for me. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Since I'm part of the, part of the per, people who caused some damage, I'm happy to be making uh, repairs and helping uh, men find their way again. And uh, so GS, thank you so much for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. So what were you doing before you were an author? I was a Silicon Valley executive in high tech companies uh, for the longest time and uh, big companies, startups. I even started one of my own that got acquired. And, um, you know, one of the things I took away from that is, um, you know, leadership in Silicon Valley has evolved from just, you know, kind of control to more inspiring your people uh, because the millennials who are being employed in Silicon Valley these days are, they're not wanting to be told what to do. They're wanting to be inspired. And um, that's a lot of what I bring, you know, this model of masculine leadership in the book is not about control and being in charge. It's not about it at all. It's about, it's about leading. It's about inspiring your woman to want to follow you and inspire as, a, as the, you know, as the, the title, the subtitle says, inspiring her trust, lust, and devotion. And that's what it's all about. So, so, you know, that's what I did for many, many years. And now I just do real estate investing and obviously the, activities around my coaching of men and around uh, this book. Awesome. Really awesome. By the way, we have that in common too. I wasn't, I wasn't in Silicon Valley, but I, I was a, a corporate uh, organization development and management trainer in the software area in, in LA, in LA a few decades ago. So. Got it. So yeah, you get it. Yeah. I love, I love that teaching leaders how to inspire their. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and the crossover, it's a little bit tricky for me because it's, I'm talking about masculinity, which doesn't have a place in the, work, in the workplace, but that executive presence is something I teach to both men and women. And I use, actually use some of the same techniques about you know, helping you become more grounded and focused and that directive energy, just we have different language for it. So I, I help executives now, or executives Beautiful. and frontline people. Yeah. Yeah, I have that. I have a little bit of that too. So mm-hmm. yeah, we have a lot in common. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So if you were to, um, I like to take this time in the show to see if there's any tip that you could give, like a quick tip. And then, um, and then we'll talk about how people can get the book, how they can get in touch with you and stuff. Is there any, yeah. is there a quick, you kind of gave it, you gave a tip before about lighting the candles and cleaning yeah. up the space. I'll give you i I'll give one more tip uh, relative to sexuality. So men, move three times slower than you think that you are supposed to. And so Yay. what I mean is when, <laughs> I like that reaction. Um, so when you approach her, you know, when you're going to sexuality, move slow. When you put your hand on her and rub her body, move slow and be very conscious of how you move on her body. Women consistently tell me, that they want men to move so much slower. And I'm getting the, the double thumbs up from Lori here. So yeah. uh, Lori, that resonates for you? It resonates for me. And plus in the years, it's been 22 years that I've been teaching Tantra. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I left the corporate environment before that. Um, but 
when I started, when I first started, I used to have panels. I used to put a panel of women up in front mm -hmm. of a bunch of men. Mm -hmm. I used to put a panel of men up in front of a bunch of women. And the panels of men would say, I'd say, what do you want it? Or I'd, the women would be, and men would be in the audience, and I'd say, what do you want to know from the women? And they'd say, we just want to know what she wants. What does she want? <laughs> yeah. And every woman would say, go slow. There you go. Exactly. Slow down. Every woman would say, slow down. The other thing I found, and this is funny because my partner and I have a remedy for it, is um, if I say to a man, and over time I've said this to many men, Oh my God, that's so good. Don't stop. Don't stop. That's so good. <gasps> he would change, mm -hmm. like change what he's doing. And I go, what part of don't stop? Did you not understand? <laughs> yeah, stop. Was I speaking English? Do you speak English? <laughs> Didn't I say don't stop? Why'd you stop? So we had, we invented something called the back button, just like you have on the computer, you know, you go mm -hmm. back. So you just, mm -hmm. so I just say back. Yeah. Or I say back by two. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like that code shortcut yeah shortcut so I don't have to go into a paragraph or get pissed off I mean I've done emotional release in the middle of love making with someone like mm -hmm. where it just stopped and I went wait a minute yes. <gasps> yeah yeah my partner at the time said are you doing emotional release and I said yeah I'm doing emotional release because I don't want to have to like hit you or kick you or do something weird that's the thing men don't understand is because there's a lot of emotions can come out from a feminine partner. I, my, one of my buddies just the other day is having a little bit of a hard time with his, with his feminine partner. And she started to cry during sexuality and he was just flummoxed. He was like, Whoa, wait a minute. I, you know, and he kind of wanted to shut it down. Yeah. And I was coaching. I was like, no, let that flow because that means she opened and there's going to be a lot of good on the other side of that. Right. Know, emotional releases. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So how do you thank you for that? So how to slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Mm -hmm. um, slow down. It's a, it's a practice. Yeah, it should be like a stop sign, you know, slow down. Mm -hmm. um, so how do people get the book? And uh, say the name of the book again. And then how do people get the book? And how do people get in touch with you? Yeah. So the book is called The Masculine in Relationship. And it's available on Amazon. And it's all books are. And um, you can get in touch with me at my website, gsyoungblood.com. And you can see some of the, all the podcasts I've been on, some videos I've put together. Um, there'd be premium content coming out that you can buy soon. It talks about my coaching. It also talks about another thing I do with feedback. I'll help you actually get feedback from other people and use those reflections to help you grow. That's a whole uh, other part that I offer. And then you can get on Facebook, uh, the Masculine in Relationship Discussion Group, where guys get together and, uh, you know, we're discussing issues in their relationship. Or you can just like my Facebook page or my Instagram page, um, GSYoungblood1 and at GSYoungbloodMIR. Those are That's myriad right. of ways. What was that last one? GSYoungblood what? MIR, Masculine in Relationship. That's oh, the Instagram okay. handle. Okay, MIR. Okay, that's really great. Well, I want to thank you so much for being my, I guess I want to thank you so much for like saying yes right away <laughs> to be on the show. And, um, and I'm glad to know that you're out there. I'm glad to know about your book. I'm glad to know that you're out there doing what you're doing. Um, needed, needed and necessary, you know, mm -hmm. check. Yeah, definitely. So anyone out there, if you heard something here that you, loved I, I, first of all was not to love but if you heard it 
get in touch with him. GS. Yeah, and I'll just add gs at gsyoungblood.com is my email. And so readers, like if you like the book, reach out to me. I love hearing that. Um, and please do, shameless plug coming, please do an Amazon review if you like the book. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank I you, really Lori. appreciate you. And everybody, thank you for listening, tuning in. Thank you for doing that. I couldn't do it without you. I wouldn't do it without you. You're the most important thing to me, the people listening. So thank you. This is Laurie Handler saying namaste for sex and happiness. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.